That doddering fool is more resourceful than he appears. Should I alert Isan Kellier, or does he know already? It is of little import. His plans are not my own, and his usefulness has run out. Chaos may be its own reward, but prying eyes are not. The sooner I am rid of him, the better. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and it's kind of cold here and rainy and I lost my internet for a long time today and it made me sad. Anybody else ever been sad? Is it cold and rainy by you right now, Trevor? Oh yeah. Is that so? Mm Mm-hmm. So sad. It is. I feel Uh, bad for you. Oh, I feel terrible for you. Like, I live in Michigan and right now I'm in the like central Minnesota. I feel so bad about you being in Texas cold <laughs> in early January. So Fuck here's off, the difference. <laughs> you actually have like clothes that are meant for cold weather. I do not. Just I can't get You have them. insulation. No. You have natural insulation. <laughs> I also no hardly believe that you have cold weather there. How cold did it get today? I mean, it got into the 30s yesterday. Sarah was actually oh outside. Oh, you poor dear. You poor Sarah, baby. Sarah was outside. Um, she's been whitewashing her house. And she went outside at like 10 o'clock at night because she was all hyped up from going to the gym and taking a pre-workout. That she went outside. She's high on creatine. Right, exactly. About to rip a phone book in half. I'm like, just go do something else. Don't hurt me. Uh, she went outside and started painting in a hailstorm. Painting the outside of our house. What the fuck? Because she's insane. So that's what yeah, your insane. wife is doing in the 30s. Is turning into like one of those art deco home witches. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, I just, I that's can't. exactly it. Also, you guys will appreciate this. It was, it was, we woke up this morning and it was 39 degrees. And um, Cammy called me. We left around the same time. To take, I, t- I left to take my daughter to school. She left to go to work, and she calls me, and she's freaking out. She's like, I, "I can't drive. I can't. I can't drive." And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "Cause there's, there's like, it's my, I, there's like ice on my windshield. I can't. Like, what do I do? Like, do?" I, and I was like, "Just turn on the defroster." She's like, "It's not working fast enough." Like, wait, what? And I was like, "Just wait, like a minute or two. She's like, "I'm gonna go get a hot towel and, and rub it on my windshield because she doesn't know how to." let it defrost and she was like but wait i've seen videos won't that crack the windshield i was like it's not that cold babe it's 39 degrees it's not cold enough to crack your windshield she was freaking out and that's the coldest that's been here probably for a very long time you should just uh, for future reference listener if you're trying to defrost your window very quickly hot water in a bag in a bag don't, don't do that no do it do it if it's like minus 10 out throw some hot water on your <laughs> oh, windshield I've seen that. so that's, that's the exactly thing she's, what seen, you she's seen the videos of that and she's like it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna crack it and i was like babe it's 30 in all seriousness when i had like my my old car that i had my kid high school when i had my first apartment when i was like 19 i got in was my car really one cool morning car? yeah okay uh that thing the windshield and that cracked like right in front of my eyes one morning just with the defrost just when i got in my car on my way to work i was just wow. like oh this is great i was watching it happen in real time um yeah, no, I, I have no sympathy for you. It is snowing and windy and awful here, and I hate it. Um, but besides any of that, there's something that's way more important. Did you see that some kid finally beat Tetris? I oh, heard I did about that. I did see that, yeah. I like, saw beat, that. To, like, beat the, uh, like, for, the game's almost 40 years old, and finally, for the first time ever, some kid got to the point where he beat the game so hard it could no longer function, effectively I, getting to a true kill screen. Is that what so, happened? Because I saw it said kid beat tre- Tetris. I was like, people have for sure beaten Tetris. So before. there's not like a, you can't like beat, there's not an end game screen for Tetris. It just gets harder okay. and harder and keeps going. And Trevor, you, you feel free to chime in and correct me on this because you understand more about technology. But from what I understand, you get to a point where the, the significantly old technology that Tetris is made on like runs out of available memory to continue operating the game. After a certain so, point. Yes, but that actually wasn't the thing that kept people from going. So like after level 19 or 29, I forget which, Tetris stops getting harder. It just doesn't. You go at the same speed indefinitely. And provided that you can stay at that speed for a long enough period of time, you can go through infinite levels. Once you get past a certain point, it's like in the 100s or 150s or something, the color mapping the color mapping starts getting really weird, and it gets hard to see what's actually happening in the game. 
um, because of it overriding certain memory chunks that have to do with how the colors are getting rendered on the screen. Then when you get past that point, the flash memory will write into the actual working memory that it's running the game code on in certain conditions and can cause it to completely crash the game. And that's what they're currently calling the the kill condition right now. And there's multiple different variations. Somebody has mapped out exactly how to like maximize your percentage to get to the full kill screen. So for like a month and a half, ever since they've gotten to this like artificial point where like we're really close, we could reach kill screen. There have been several people that have been racing it. And this 13 year old kid was the one that beat it, right? He was the first person to do it. So now they have completely different conditions now because the actual max level of Tetris is level 255. That's it. You hit 255, you can't go past 255 um, because of how it, it allocates the memory. It's it's 8-bit number, right? Max is out, or not even 8-bit. It's 8-bit, yeah. Max is out of 255. Mm-hmm. So it's still kind of hard for me to believe that we've come like 40 years now, what is it? And no one has tried to get to level yeah, 255. Right? It's not well, that so they, they haven't tried, That's it's that it's it nearly impossible. Like what Trevor is talking about where after a certain point, the game overwrites itself and deletes chunks of memory. And he's talking about like the graphical issues. It's not like they become hard to see after a certain point. The pieces are invisible. Yeah, the pieces are effectively invisible at certain points. You can like see and a light after what Trevor, Trevor fails to mention is that after a certain point, the game does get faster and there gets to a point where the pieces are moving so fast where even if you have your hand preemptively on the, bu- the button to move it one side or the other, the pieces move too fast to put them either all the way to the left or right. That's what happens at the max. So people had to develop a technique called rolling where they like hold their thumb on the piece and they use their index fingers to tap the back of the Mm -hmm. controller to hit it, right? And right now, now the new kill condition is like, What's the fastest way you can meet the kill condition? Because the kill condition, the writing of the memory has Wait, to do okay, with stop, like stop, stop, pause, Were you yeah, just pause. drinking straight Did from a Brita filter? Out of what a yeah. Brita? Fuck was not that? a filter, just a full blown like Brita. Brita. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. the Brita pourer like, mm-hmm. pitcher. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to drink some water. <laughs> it's very nonchalant of you. I didn't have any glasses clean. Last recording, he had a, <laughs> a what, a half gallon chocolate milk jug he was drinking out of yeah nobody said yeah, anything but that's that normal. time uh, yeah one gallon jug is fine that's just a that's a you're drinking out of a brita filter brita pitcher <laughs> okay so this is the part where i come full circle and everybody can make fun of me because i did lamb based mica for having like no household wear whatsoever but i don't have a lot of glasses and i don't like doing dishes so i haven't Shut done up, them you're yet some on your face geek <laughs> So funny. This is you funny. literally every, every single Sit person in here one. has eye issues. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, true kill yeah. condition for Tetris. True kill condition for Tetris. But like, there's a table of like what conditions to meet to try to generate the kill screen. So like now there's two different conditions. Now it's like who can reach it at the theoretical first point, which is somewhere in like level 156, and the other one is like who can make it all the way to 255 while dodging all the kill condition because it's things like oh you cleared a line on the third row up with an l that shapes to the left or something like that like that's how granular the kill conditions are and like the percentages based on like this doing well, this thing like, has it's a memory this manipulation of, of the game it. isn't it exactly it's memory manipulation of the game that's exactly what it's, it like, is. it's the exact same uh, like science behind it for the way that people do the credit warp for super mario world which is super cool yep. to me Yep. It's all memory manipulation. They're, they're actually changing the heat with what they're doing in the game. It's really cool. Fascinating. Okay. That's pretty cool. My, so we saw that and I like sat down and made my kids watch a documentary on Tetris. Like right after I found out that somebody won the kill condition. My son's like, I'm sure they love Tetris. Right. My son loved it. He was like, this is great. I'm like, it's time to go to bed. It's like, we have to finish watching this. Tonight when we're done recording, my son and I are watching King of Kong. (laughs) No, that's not a bad idea. I don't know, man. Billy Mitchell's under fire right now. I don't even know who that is. I really don't know. I think I'm sorry. It's either so the the King of Kong is a movie about King Kong, the uh, the or uh, Donkey Kong rather. I mean the the video game and uh, like the original cabinet version for arcades back from like the 70s, 80s, whenever it was made. And it's about like the world record holder for the high score for that game, which was done in like the 80s by or like originally in the 80s. It was, it was like a big deal then. That was like when 
the first pro gamers quote unquote came out and were backed by companies like Atari and shit like that. But it was about like two dudes named Bill Wiebe and Billy Mitchell. And Bill Wiebe is like an aerospace engineer and certified genius and great guy. And Billy Mitchell is a liar <laughs> because he's in court right now for faking all of his world records. Oh, Jesus. So maybe beef that part out. Cause he has a real bad habit of suing literally anybody and everybody that disparages his name in the bath by itself. Well, it sucks to be him because we have nothing to give. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Can't sue us. Blood from a stone. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. Tetris man, video games. It's cool. Speaking of games. There, there is a, there's a game going on right now. Isn't there? There's a game going on right here. What? In our hearts. <gasps> in our soul. We were, we were going to go hunt us down some denizen of Lang, if I recall. And we got like a yeah, true, were. true, like side quest happening right now. I'm with it. As Contract if you haven't accepted. had multiple. Belcora can wait. She's not going anywhere. Right. I know. She's been there for like 500 years. I yeah, think right? an extra few days will matter. What if there was like a, like a lose condition for the campaign where it's like if the party takes more than a month, the game's uh, over. I'm running into yeah, that. He's been like slowly right taking right? away the event calendar, advent calendar, opening the door, see what enemy gets to be unlocked because of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's like that. Have you seen? There's two of them. The Mr. It's Mr. Bean meme and also the uh, Pablo Escobar meme when they're just waiting. And he's like in the field waiting. Have you seen that meme? No. Yeah. That's literally Belcora right now. Just that's right. I'm going to post it in <laughs> just, just somewhere <laughs> deep underground yeah. standing. Just, yep. Just, this is, where, what are they doing? For those who don't where know do what they I'm go? talking about. <laughs> Put it in cast chat. This is Bill Cora just waiting for us. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Was <laughs> a comedian fucking Raymond is killing himself with this? I love this meme. I've seen so many versions of this meme. I fucking laugh every time. I mean, Rowan Atkinson just makes me laugh. Period. He was in the latest uh, Willy Wonka movie. I went and saw that on my son's birthday. It was actually really, really good. And Rowan Atkinson's in that. Wait, he is. Really? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Really? I might want to see it just on that merit alone. What part does he play? Please don't he say Oompa is, Loompa. No, he's a cleric. <laughs> he's like a bishop or a, a cardinal. Oh, I That's great. It's fantastic. I loved the movie. I'm, I'm going to straight up say I really loved Wonka. It was a very good. Well, I how was, was Timothy Shamalima Ding Dong as Wonka? He, he, was, he was good. He was actually really good. I, I think he channeled Gene Wilder very effectively. Much better than... Uh, What's his face? His oh, version Johnny of yeah, that Wonka. One was lame. It's just mildly disturbing. Also, it's a it's a Wonka movie with no Grandpa Joe, and we all know fuck Grandpa Joe. Yeah, fuck Grandpa Joe. Listen, I uh, when I when I was growing up, there was just the uh, 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 version with uh, Johnny Depp. So yeah, yeah, bad. Worst that was one. Bad. That's that was the really worst bad. one. I don't know. There was a couple of quotable moments from like I still say every once and again, like "Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says hello." Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, the party was in for a wild ride after making their way to uh, the Menhemes Manor and uh, getting a chance to examine Doriana. Uh, got a little bit of an info dump from Hattie uh, and did some investigation of all of the strange events surrounding Doriana over the past few weeks. And I, I'm I will say it's fairly, fairly disturbing, the information that you are all able to find through investigating the threads of psychic energy and potential connecting her to the ruby encased in Mr. Griffey 
you're able to you're able to connect her specifically to a denizen of Lang somewhere in the gauntlet. You were able to determine how you could find this denizen of Lang. You got its name, but it extracted a terrible price from Tacitus in inflicting him with the outcast's curse. But they did determine that Doriana was also afflicted with the same outcast's curse. And now everyone is giving you a very, very wide berth. Headed back into town proper, met with Hattie at the Crow's Casks, shared your information with her. She shared a little information back with you. And the doors fling open, and there is a towering man standing there before you, looking for Tacitus. But before then, I think we're on a bit of a streak. I got a little thing to share with y'all. A little look into the past. There's a woman behind iron bars that calls to a queue of individuals standing in the opulent atrium of a large bank-like structure. A few seconds pass as the din of business being conducted fills the cavernous room. Next, the woman yells louder. The man at the head of the queue snaps from his trance. He's idly looking at the magical fresco on the ceiling, depicting the inner sea region and hundreds of trade routes being actively traveled by the bank's depositors. Pinpoints of light move in an intricate yet glacially paced dance across Avistan, down to Garund, and across to Katapesh. The man steps forward, towering over the occupant. He bears a heavily laden haversack with an immense glass jar peeking out from the unstrapped top flap. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I seem to have become a bit preoccupied looking at the mural on the ceiling. Are they real? The woman looks at her, him quizzically. Excuse me, sir? The dot, he says with genuine wonder. Are they all real representations of caravans and such en route to their destination? Oh, oh, yes. If you were able to get close enough to note the scale, it's positively perfect in every detail. Nothing but the vest for the vaults of Abadar. She seemed to be just as excited as he was. Oh, extraordinary. I've passed by this building dozens of times and never came in. Never a need to. Oh, I've been working here a couple months. I, I still catch myself gazing at it from time to time. No need to apologize for being awestruck. She nearly sung this exaltation. Now what can we do for you today? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. There I go again, apologizing for myself. I've never done anything like this before. Uh, but I need to make a deposit to a high-security alcove. I, I have the name, uh, their sigil, um, a soul imprint. I, I think that's all I need, right? He passes over a small wrapped parcel containing a couple documents and a faintly glowing gem. The woman opens up the packet and intently reads over the paperwork. She then pulls a small wand from a drawer in her desk and casts a spell upon the stone. A quill on her desk rises on its own and begins to write as she intently views the transcription. Hmm, everything does seem to be in order. But it appears that this alcove has been inactive for several hundred years. Are you sure this is the right one? It says uh, Horovex. Does that sound right? The quill suspends midair and seems to follow her gaze. Oh, yes, I'm I'm quite sure I I have to make a deposit to this alcove. Uh, Can you help me with that? He holds up what appears to be a massive jar of preserves. It's been in the family for years. It's the last one, and they really want to keep it safe. It's a very special secret recipe. The woman says, it's not my place to judge. Whatever you want, the the account's in order. There's still a retainer. By all means, we will place it presently in the uh, Herovex alcove. Give me just one moment. She she reaches out for the jar. May I? She takes it in her hand and looks at it a bit, and, and, and it looks like a, a strange jar of, of of some sort of gelatinous substance. Well, what did you say was this? Again, I do have to make a declaration for the deposit. He looks, oh, preserves. He's like, what, what kind of preserves? 
Oh, they didn't tell me it's a family recipe. I assume some fruit, maybe a mincemeat. They didn't get into the details. I'm simply the courier. She looks at him closely for a minute. Doesn't really sense any hint of deception or anything. And she takes this jar in hand and and walks it over to a a small pedestal uh, at the back of the room. She places it on it and uh, it descends. As it does so, she she thinks she sees something in it. Something that had to be a trick of the light. There's a lot of iridescence in whatever's in that jar. It didn't move. And it descends out of sight, deep into the vaults of Abadar. Sir, will you need a receipt for this transaction? He nods fervently. Yes, please. I, I do need to prove that I made this deposit. It's very, very important to them that it made it. She produces a, a quill and a pen. She writes out a receipt, signs it with her name, and hands it over to him. Thank you so very much, ma'am. You're very, very helpful in me trying to navigate my way through this process. I, I do hope that uh, next time I, I do this, I feel a little less awkward. She nods and smiles and says, Have a good day, Mr. Kastner. As he walks away from the, the clerk's desk, he hears the same loud, Next! shook him from his trance before, but he is positively jubilant. He's done what has been requested. This will get him the information he needs. He'll finally be able to crush that cult of Norbegor. This is all the informant wanted. Such a simple task to close such a, a bloody page in his recent history. This will surely lead to some sort of promotion. And we head back to the present, where Lucas Kastner now stands before you, seeking out one Tacitus Catalan. Which one of you is Tacitus? Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, that would be me. Hello. Hello, uh, your name was uh, Michael Liam... Ma- Marcus. Ma- Marcus Kastner. I think we've Marcus met Marcus Kastner, briefly. of course. We of course, it was Marcus Kastner. Yes. I, was, uh, I remember in the, now. In the, in, 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 I still am in the employ of, but when I was uh, alongside uh, a Lady Vanderdash. As you know, I, I did go into the gauntlet looking for those missing woodcutters, though I, I, I did not find them through my few days of searching. I think it's two, maybe three days now. I think I lost count. Did find something interesting, something you may be interested in hearing, a proposition of sorts. Very well. Uh... I met with somebody down there. Somebody I I think I've known before, but I'm not really sure. He, he commands one of the levels of the gauntlet, uh, one of the deeper ones, uh, though there is more still, he says. He has promised safe passage in exchange for something. He's also promised to end whatever attacks we've Incurred, perhaps take some of the fouler denizens of the gauntlet off the table, those he would have control of, could otherwise take care of. But he he does request something that may be considered a bit unsavory. Tacitus waits expectantly. Yes, very expe- expectantly. Do you know the name Carmen Rajani? I've heard it mentioned here and there. I believe he's a political figure here, and I'm not altogether familiar with the politics of this town. Nor am I, but what I do know is that my associate wants him. He wants him brought before him. I don't know what he intends to do. I, I assume it will be unpleasant. However, I'm trying to consider the needs of the many of this town as opposed to the needs of one man, who by all accounts is a bit of a loused about wastrel, from what I can tell, but I, I feel it's potentially a worthy sacrifice. I wanted to let you know, because surely you will get the same uh, offer from him. But know this, if, if you cannot do something about what's going on down there soon, I will take matters into my own hands, and I will deliver him myself. 
I didn't dare anyone to try to stop me. Once more, why did you have to deliver this message to me specifically? My associate says he knows you. He mentioned you by name. Listen. Said he's had dealings with you in the past. Individual in the godlight? In the matter of speaking, yes. It's complicated. Uh, He knew me too, though I had never met him in the form he portrays. He has been an informant for me for decades, somehow. He's led me to break up some of the most prolific cults in Avistan. Though I I wonder now if it was all leading me to this or or something else. I, I, I seek justice, but now I feel what I may have done is tainted, though it was done for good, not for ill. I He's a... he's a devil, you see. A very powerful one. I did not know this until I met with him face to face. I've spoken to him before, in many guises, it seems. But never like this. I... I never probably would have been entangled if I'd ever seen him like this, and I think he knows it. But he has a point. He can stop the things that are occurring to this town to a great degree if we present Carmen to him. Though I did not see them, and I did not get proof of their proof of life. He says he knows the whereabouts of the woodcutters and would be able to deliver them as well. Think on it, but do not think too long, or I will take matters into my own hands. Who was this person that you spoke to? Did they give a name? His name's Eurevian. Do Pale. I know who that is? Go ahead and roll a something. Roll what you want. Roll okay, a remembering uh, check. Uh, okay, so my remembering check is esoteric with a minus two. Roll a member <laughs> berries check. Got it. All right. Do it. You won't. Yeah, rolling it. So technically, this would be a society check, but yes, you could use esoteric. Shut up, Christian. Shut up, Christian. Uh, nat- <laughs> one. <laughs> Natural one. That's what saying. Nice. Shut up, Christian gets you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, true. You- remember Yurevian um, sounds like urethra as a child that kicked you in the nuts on the playground when you were 13 years old that son of a bitch you have no memory of him no idea who he's talking about perfect where would we find him quite low in the gauntlet oh. beyond the arena you find yourselves in you go deeper and there's uh, laboratories below that is a realm controlled by Eurevian and his devils. He bars access to the lower levels. What he called the Empty Vault. I feel like I understand why this thing is familiar. Isn't that the one that the mummy hates? Hero point! The mummy that we just like stuck in that room in in the garbage, Oubliette? (laughs) Garbage prison. He did mention Eurevian by name in his tirade. Malleus will speak up after uh, after he says Eurevian out loud. Eurevian. Eurevian. That's the name of that demon or devil that locked the mummy in that room before we relocked him in that room. <laughs> he served Belcora and has for some time. You, everyone in this town seems to speak of Belcora, but I don't I don't recognize that name. Who? Who was she? Belcora was a necromancer. She built a dark fortress in the swamp known as the Gauntlet, where that green emanation is coming from at nighttime. If you've been outside and looked to the north to the forest at night, You've seen it. Oh, he's been in the gauntlet. He's been down deeper than you guys have at this point. Because he didn't have to kill anything. He could just go down there. Yeah, good for him, right? Oh, no Grave Knight? That's awesome for him. We have not been down to the level of which he guards. From what I understand, he was in charge of administration, if I remember correctly. Or had some hand in it. Belcora uh, was defeated 500 years ago by a cadre of heroes known as the Rose God. This town was founded in remembrance of them and their roguish leader, so to speak, Otari. However, 
there is reason to believe that Belcora is in fact no longer dead. The recent events with the gauntlet spray got flashes of light that bring the death back, or a grave knight wandering into town, starting fires and slaughtering civilians. It's been very active recently. Most disturbing. Also more disturbing is this may not be the first time I've heard mention of her, but not in this context. Oh, pray tell. What context have you had for her? I'm sure the devil that you have been talking to and have not been questioning in any way, shape, or form has been telling you the complete and total truth. I didn't know he was a devil. You know now, and yet you still serve him and seek to bring Garmin Rajani to him. And for what aims you have not disclosed. I know one thing for certain. You are dealing with the devil, which means you are being lied to. Normally I would agree, but he has led me to destroying numerous dangerous cults. Destroying cells near the worm wound during the crusade. He's never steered me wrong up to this point, though. I do fear I was put in place for a broader purpose. I'm sure there is deception in place, though. I hope to do greater good than ill. It's hard to ever tell if I can or cannot. You are most certainly being lied to. And whatever aims you are being guided on, I am almost certainly meant to ultimately aid this individual. Perhaps. However... I have no strong feelings one way or the other on the life of Carmen Rajani. From what I understand, he is a pathetic drunk. So do with him as you please. It means nothing to me. He looks at Tacitus. Think on it. Go to him if you will. You can make your way directly down by going to the spiral staircase. I will go down several levels and will lead you directly to this sanctum. <sighs> Very well. He's been made aware that I would note his presence and send you his way so you should not meet any resistance among uh, the people he considers loyal to him but be forewarned he is shrewd and he is cunning while he may be playing me for a fool I've done good with what he's given me over the years remember that I once did work on behalf of Belcora's family or That's what I was led to believe. I didn't know what they were at the time. I learned many years later that the Horovex family was shamed and shunned for their association with Nimbaloth. Though, to my knowledge, their line ended with the sacking of their manse in Absalom. They had a little girl, Belcora. Her and her mother were thought lost to time, but it seems they ended up here. I must return to Absalom briefly. I have to check something. I think I left the stove on. You jest, though. The pieces are falling together. My first meeting with what I now know to be Eurevian seems to have been more auspicious than I thought. I will return in four days. Is there anything that you require? from the city at the center of the world. Uh, did we need a delivery from Absalom? Yes, I hand him a list. Yes, there you go. Okay, <laughs> perfect. That's so. Thank you. We will square up when I return. Though I have connections, I may be able to get these at a very decent price. Every scans over the list. If you see Lady Vanderdash, let her know I will be back. And with that, he walks out into the night. Thank you very much, Lucas. Marcus. Marcus, sorry. Oh, it's Lucas. I thought it was Marcus. We said Marcus Mar- earlier. Marcus is is Liam's character. Yeah, you, you said Marcus what? several times. You specifically I said did. Marcus. Yeah, I thought, you said Marcus. I, I thought that was Christ. you screwed with Tacitus. Lucas. I thought you were oh. lying to me, like or like just like <laughs> no, gaslighting oh, me. Jesus Christ. Gaslighting <laughs> Tacitus. <laughs> That's what I sorry, got for I doing just this without notes. It. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's Lucas Castor. It's okay. Lucas Castor. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I said Marcus? Fuck. Well, God damn it. <laughs> Keep that confusion in, because I want to confuse the audience as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? There we go. <laughs> They're like, wait that a minute. Was that was all that? Marcus Castor's. <laughs> well, I said it again. I just said Marcus Castor. Fuck. You did. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. all Lucas Castor. <laughs> 
Yet okay, again. yeah. Good. Okay, good. Not Marcus Clem. Marcus Clem, last we knew, just drowned in a boat last episode, as far as we know. You know, the, we are going to probably need silver weapons soon. I have a feeling we're going to be encountering more devils as we get deeper into the gauntlet. Unfortunately. Uh, was any of that on your list? No, I figured we could just get silver weapons here. Yeah, I didn't think they would need to come from Absalom. Yep, sure. Fair enough. You could also get Silver Sheen. You've done it before. Yeah. Wouldn't be hard. Hattie, you know, who's just kind of been watching this whole time. Well, that was a certainly interesting character. Uh, frankly, bizarre. Built like a brick shit house, too. <sighs> How many people actually go to the gauntlet? We never see anyone, and yet it seems like half the people we meet head down there all the time. Quite honestly, I'm just waiting for him to die. Something will find and kill him eventually. Imagine if he had actually walked into that room with the bone giant before we did. What man versus that creature? Good luck. Well, gentlemen, what? Do we have a plan then? Are you going to return to the gauntlet tomorrow? Are you going to go with all expeditiousness after this denizen of Lang? Or are you going to let it tarry? What's what's your plan? Uh, it seemed like Doriana was more urgent than the 500-year-old dead lady. I agree, yes. I believe we should go after this denizen of Lang. Um, the affair with that devil and Marcus Lucas I've forgotten his name already uh, that can wait for us a little while the even existence of Lucas going in and out of the gauntlet and then being guided by a devil that explicitly worked for Belcora is another anomaly that I feel like we cannot afford to let lie yes we glided over that a bit too quickly we'll have to come back to that little point but the other more pressing anomaly is the denizen of leg so, Doriana first, then the human trafficking of Rajani second. <laughs> Agreed. I wonder if we can get a price per pound for him. That's a little fucked up. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's late, and I'm not a young woman. I'm going to head off to bed. I'll take care of the tab for you. Just make sure it goes to my room. Good evening. And uh, she shimmies out of the booth that she's in and heads to... One of the rooms on the ground floor, because the upstairs is still in severe disrepair from the fire. Gentlemen, what do you do? Uh, there's a few things I want to pick up in the morning, but uh, I think we could head out after that. If we're going to go after this denizen of Lang. Fair enough. William, Malleus, are you in agreement? Oh yeah, one more good night's sleep and I'm ready to fuck shit up. Agreed. I will go rest and consult my spell book and repair. Fucking rad... However, I'm having issues getting Foundry to load. All right. So do we want to just Batman symbol to the next morning? Heck yeah. Uh, sure. Unless you want to have a very awkward conversation between Tacitus and Rin. Oh, let's no, go for that. that. I, I like do. that. I do. I, like I want to hear her worm her way out of this. Hmm, worm. All right. All right, Mike. Lay into her. Oh, boy. <laughs> just open the door and she's like cooking like. I made you beans. This sits down like, what the fuck was that? So you led us into a trap? Intentionally? Oh, you're already there. No, 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 no. And I just okay. like, you know, goofing around. We're just joshing. You're just joshing? We're just jacking the chat, bro. Just, just jacking the chat. Oh, Jesus. We're back to chat jacking. Yeah. I guess we never stopped. Jacking the chat. We always jack shats. There was never. <laughs> Leave no shat unjacked. <laughs> This would be a, a tier in our Discord is Shat Jackers. Shat Jackers, yeah. That, that's going to happen now. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> I'm changing the tier called Billiam's Teeth to Shat Jackers. For the $50 <laughs> tier, you get absolutely nothing other than to be able to call yourself a jacker of shats. <laughs> All right, y'all. Tacit, everybody heads back to their various places of arrest, and, and Tacitus makes his way to Rin's Wonders. And you find Rin there sitting next to a makeshift stone wall that looks like she constructed herself made of multiple acute angles. And she's walking next to it pacing. She's sweating profusely. She looks terrified. But she is staying near this wall within about five or six feet of it at all times walking around the perimeter of it. You know, it's maybe four feet long, right? And she's just circling it. 
you can see that she's been doing it a while because where she's walked, she's definitely made a defined path in the ground where her steps have been. So he's probably been walking this circuit for a few hours at this point. How's the construction on that wall? Awful. Yeah, I, I figured, yeah. Like, this seems pretty makeshift. Yeah, no, she. it's like she just grabbed stuff. Like, there's not even all stone. Like, there's some books mixed in there. It's like whatever she could find that would fit to make a wall. It's very odd. She's walking in circles and kind of mumbling to herself and looking down. And she, like, she looks like she's a freaking crack addict. She's like scratching at herself and just looks uncomfortable and like twitching while she walks. It's very odd. What do you know? First off, uh, just politely I'm going to call out uh, Rin, Rin, I've I finally returned. Uh, are you alright? I think What the I, hell are you doing? I what think the hell gone. is that? I think they're gone. I don't I should hope so. I we killed them. I think they're gone. But I didn't know. I didn't know that's all there was. I thought they'd chase me forever. I didn't know. I think I'm free. I can put a confounded roof above my head again. Get out of this tent. I think I think I'm free. You have a very confined way of expressing your freedom. That's fair. Very fair. Rin, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't desire to talk more about what happened to the Godlight any more than you do. I just hope you feel better. On one hand, I do not blame you. On the other hand, I feel very little sympathy for your current emotional predicament. I, I know that I'm not really worthy of pity. And now that I know what my actions have cost, they were all done with the best of intentions, but <laughs> the road to hell and whatnot, the things it's paved with. Yes, they do say that the road to hell is uh, paved with betraying the, the people who are living with you and protecting the town. It's a common expression. Again, I'm not upset with you. Merely pointing out the irony. <laughs> Got him. No matter anything. I do feel the need to explain myself. I. You don't need to. Oh, I, I think I do. All right. I, I fucked up. Did not expect what happened to happen. I fucked up. I don't believe you. That's fair. That's fair. Would you believe me if I told you that when I first met you several months ago, you were in full control of your faculties? You seemed to have all your memories intact. You spoke of a wife. You spoke of a child. Uh, children. It's You were jubilant over them. Would you believe me if I told you that? Describe them for me. You never told me their names. But your wife was several years your junior... Maybe even decades, it wasn't clear. It was clear that you loved her very dearly. And you felt yourself lucky to have her. And that you'd been away from her for quite some time. Searching for something. You didn't say what. But that you were looking forward to returning to her after you found it. Your search had brought you here to Otari for it. You spoke of her hair falling in curls to her shoulder... The smell of lilacs when she passed. You spoke of the bravery of your children standing up to their fears of the dark and being unafraid to learn new things, see new experiences, and that you were proud that they were following in your footsteps to research the world, to, to learn as much as they could. But you were sad that you couldn't be with them more, that they couldn't know your tenderness more, that they knew you more as a father that was there for special occasions, though you wanted to be there for so much more. Can I tell if she's lying to me? You can go ahead and do a um, perception check, but uh, roll with some misfortune there because of your curse. Fuck you. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, remind me how that works. You just roll twice to take the worst result. God fucking damn you. Um, all right. Uh, keeping just, lower. Just roll 220s. No, I, I, like, I'm rolling with foundry checking keep lower, so that's not good. Um, four for a 15. Do you think she's being honest? Then I deteriorated into this condition at some point. I. No. It wasn't so much a deterioration what? as a sudden shift. You, you see, I received. The Lantern of the Last Day, several weeks after we first met. 
when I did what I did and returned having done it. Your mind was fractured. You thought you remembered, but you remembered different things. You remembered different, different uh, futures, different pasts, all melded together to make some amalgamation of a not-quite-dream of what may have been. That's when I first realized something was off. I, I thought it affected only me at first, but your condition, you're, you're considerably better off than you were the morning I woke up and went down to find you trying to make tea with dried leaves you found in the yard. You've come a long way, believe it or not. I thought it was just a fluke, maybe your age, some sudden dementia, but it became clear there over the weeks that followed that some event occurred and it only could have been what I did. That was my first inkling of what happened. I wanted to know I did not wish you any harm. I wanted to know for sure if what I did caused it. And now I do. Did not intend for you to to see the hounds to meet them in battle though I'm glad it was you and not me alone they would have destroyed me with ease I was truly hoping that we would be able to evade them long enough for me to see what I found though I have to say I'm glad it happened the way that it did for I seem to be free of them I've, I've now been able to to lay all my proverbial cards upon the table for you to see what happened, what I did, what I fear. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. I learned that from G.I. Joe. <laughs> I feel G. like I should... G.I. Joe! I should be angry with you. You should. You're well within your bounds to be furious. I messed with the fabrics of time without knowing the outcome and have hurt all of the people that I feel most close to. I... I inadvertently caused the death of Toven even as I sought to save him as a child. No. No, it's worse than that. The ripples that you've caused through time have gone throughout all of Galarian, throughout all of the world. Every death, every crime, every atrocity has been caused by you. Everything (laughs) is your fault. I'm a real... Medieval Hitler, aren't I? Wow, it's literally all your fault. You're such an asshole. I would I would be angry with you, but... I'm just impressed. You must hate yourself even more. Even the whispering tyrant? I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. <laughs> Pole fucking pot over here. You're almost as bad as Henry Kissinger. Tacitus is just stunned. It's frankly impressive how much misery and suffering you've caused. I have no cause to be angry at you. All the anger that you feel at yourself would over-encompass it. You must hate yourself. I do. I'm willing to throw myself into whatever it is. If it can bring solace to those around me, though I know there's nothing I can do to undo it. There's no redemption to be found. It's not possible. What I've done is too great of a sin. And it's not just what I did, it's what I didn't do. It's what you didn't do. It's what everyone didn't do or did do because of what I did. And if that's not a tongue twister, I don't know what is. That is beautiful. It's almost poetic. God, I wish Solus were here for this. He'd be able to offer, like... (laughs) Like, really good advice. Tacitus just wants to dig into her. I just love how Tacitus is just sitting there slowly unpacking everything. Like, and he's, he's, he's so overwhelmed with emotion that he just looks at you and he's like, wow, you're just the worst. <laughs> you're such a malignant bitch. Everything about you is the worst. The worst. You are the cause for all of the misfortune and woe in the entire setting. <sighs> I... I can only hope that you will find peace, for if there is hope for you, then there is hope for all of us. I don't know if there is. I feel like my time in this town is growing short. I've long outlived my welcome, but hopefully I can be of use before they run me out of town on a rail. 
My sins will come out. I am sure of it. I hope you feel better having told me all of this. I don't. Fair enough. But I felt you deserved to know. True. I will be here next to my wall, secretly hoping that the hounds do return and devour me. Well, uh, I'm right here, so chances are I'll have to fight them again. Sucks to be you. Sucks more to be you. I find no fault in your argument. Your logic is undeniable. Good night, Rin. Good night, Tastus. End scene. That was fucking rough. Jesus Christ. I felt really good doing that. (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) God damn. Yeah. Hey, TTRPGs bringing catharsis to people all over the world. God, that felt good. (laughs) You were the worst. Actually, the worst. You should have just sit there and eat that shit sandwich. So we Batman symbol to the morning. It's a bright, sunny morning in the town of Otari. Gentlemen, what do you do? Go shopping. Yeah, but want some new stuff. Shop till you drop, babe. As you individually make your way to the store, as Mordrin, I need you to give me a perception check. I am notoriously good at this. Eleven. You think you hear a strange flute tune that you may or may not recognize on the wind. A few minutes later, you do see a chair walk by. It's fucking Radical Steve or whatever his name is. (laughs) Radical (laughs) Steve. (laughs) What was his name? Yeah. Radical Kyle. Radical Kyle. You'll find out. No, Kyle's uh, the guy that was dead in the gauntlet. Yeah, he and, was dead uh, in the gauntlet. And, and Joe's like, somebody dig a hole. It fucking stinks in here. <laughs> uh, Kuzim or like yeah, cu- cu- fuck, cousin or name? like cu- cum man or something like that. <laughs> cum man. Wow. Cum man. That's actually the uh, new imprint by Image Comics, by the way. Cum man. No, you're all wrong. It does start with a K sound, though. Just clear. But, you know, you haven't seen him. You've just seen his herald. Uh, the chair. The chair. <laughs> I shake my head and continue going. His Adirondack companion. I shake my head and continue on my shopping quest. You get into the oh, store. Oh, fuck. His name was Keldrick. Bingo. Keldrick, that was his name, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay. What store are you going my to? Note? Are you going to, like, Apothecary? And where are you going? Yeah, I want to pick up a formula and a scroll. As you make your way in there, you do see a gnome. At the counter, he's standing on a stool, and as you walk in, you hear the tail end of conversation. You say, so I should call you after four hours if it doesn't get smaller again? Oh, wait, wait, we'll talk about this later. Hey, it's my guy, Asmorgen. How you doing, buddy? Oh, they're doing pretty good. How have you been? Oh, you know, living the life, slaying it, absolutely killing fucking everything. Just like your boy Solus did to Tovin. You think I wouldn't find out? There's some shitty stuff going I, on in this town, man. I don't think Solus ever did that to Tovin. Yeah, that's what you think. I brought that golden boy back from the dead. He straight up told me what he did. But you know what? That's all right, because he's gone and you're here. What you here for, buddy? Maybe I can maybe I can help you out. Maybe find something. Maybe get a good deal. Me and the shopkeep here, buddy, buddy. He's been... Keeping me in my stash of pills this week, man. He's a good dude. Oh, yeah. I was actually looking for some giant scorpion venom. Shit. You know what they call my dick, right? The, Never mind. The, that's a joke oh, for another time. I was going to say the toadstool crusher. Um, I could get this. You know what? That's <laughs> close enough. But yeah, I mean, I think the it's toad, the, wee, the, crush. The, the wee crusher or the wee sprinkler. What? The, uh... Huh. Oh, damn it, you're just making it worse. You're just making it worse. Yeah, he's got scorpion venom, man. I can't even play with you guys anymore. You actually, guys just... I just need the formula for it. I want to make my own. I don't I don't actually need the venom. How do you make your own scorpion venom? Oh, and I want a, a scroll for sea invisibility. We're after this denizen of Lang, and it seems magical. And I just worried I, it, it might go invisible. So I thought it might be good to pick one of those up. What? Lang, you say? That makes a lot of sense. Actually, remind me to talk to you about this later. Oh, absolutely. It's high on my list of things to remember. He looks at the shopkeep and he nods 
and says, I'll be back in a couple days for more of my supply, all right? Don't sell it to anybody else. And he leaves. He goes outside. You see him get outside, and, and his chair is there, and he sits on it and goes away on his animate chair while playing a little flute tune. Tacitus, how do you wake in the morning? Uh, uh, pretty easily, having vented my feelings towards Vryn. As you're leaving, Rin's wonders go out the front gate or whatever she has to demark her space from the rest of the world. You see a gnome riding upon an animate chair coming towards you. Hey man, you seen my favorite uh, tiefling elf? You know her, Rin. Excuse me? She's good people. Looking for Rin, she around? Uh, Rin is indisposed at the moment. Perhaps you should come over at a different time. Oh no, she'll see me. I'm sure I'm, she will, but I'm not sure if she would wish to uh, have you over. She she doesn't have a choice. And uh, he pulls out um, a sash. And you can see it's got various coins and stuff on it. And it's it's a signet that you would recognize of great authority within the uh, cosmic caravan. Oh, dear. This guy's hot shit. She'll see me. Mm. I think you know what this is about, don't you? Are you sure this has to happen now? It's already happened. We're trying to contain it. I don't know what we can do. I know it's here. I know she has something to do with it. I don't know what it is. But you do. I can see it in you. Time and potential. See nothing in my eyes. It's knotted up. You're draped in threads of possibilities of roads not traveled. You stink of it. Every fiber in your being is yelling for a past you don't remember. It's all over you and you know it. I noticed that the first time we met, you, of all people, know what she's taken from people. Lives completely lost. New lives created. Threads of new realities. Branching out in every direction. She must answer for what she did or assist in stopping what has happened. I need to know everything she did. I need to start now. I'm sorry, Keldrick. I cannot remember. I don't expect you to. Maybe if we fix this, you'll remember again. We've got ears everywhere. Don't think you can keep a secret from us, Tacitus. We brought Solus's back from his grave. We'll know if you're not telling everything that you need to tell us. Take care. Keep your nose clean. Take care, Carson. I promise I'll be gentle. I know she's fragile. I've known her for many years. She is a friend. I want to help her. But I want to help the people she's hurt more. I'm sure you understand. Also, it may behoove you to have those conversations a little less in the open. Yes? I know there's not much in the way of closed doors here, but I am staying just a few houses away. We wouldn't want to scare people, would we? I suppose we wouldn't. Well, you know what, buddy? You just have a great day out in the gauntlet. Keep your head. And uh, Tacitus is going to tip his completely formless cap and go on his way. Billiam, where are you headed in the morning? (sighs) Bill wakes up and after being home with his family for two days, feels like Shrek when Donkey lives in his home. (laughs) He's very upset and he's very mad. (laughs) He loves his family very much, but he looks at his kids and he's like, if I don't come home, it's because of you two. And he says that to his children. And then he leaves. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks. I just Jesus. choked on my cocktail. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, he kisses Yvette because you were the only reason why I still exist in this house. I feel very bad for you that you have to be around these demon spawn constantly. And then he oh leaves God. his house very early. <laughs> Bill's, Bill loves his wife, not his kids. That's the moral of the story. Um, he leaves his house uh, early and probably gets uh he probably ate at home and then he wants to head to the armory to hopefully pick up um some uh i'd pick up a a new weapon because all of my weapons are seemingly two-handed so bill wants to pick up a one-handed weapon just for some versatility because 
You never know when I'm going to need that second hand. So I don't even Any know. Any idea who, what you're going to go for? I've, I am. Bill is going to go for a Morning Star because it's very similar to a Flail, which is what Bill is good with. Um, and I have. So are you going to try to buy a whole plus one striking? That's what I was like just. Morningstar? That's what I was literally just going to say. Is I have my weapons already have the striking rune in and I know that takes a day so I'm wondering if they would have a, just a plus one striking weapon because I think we have enough we have a, I think we have a dick ton of gold I would say that since it's the because you go to the farrier right I think that since it's Osif's goober that he would allow mm-hmm. a straight swap if you wanted to in order okay. to not have the time so like if you wanted to get rid of your maul and swap it for a morning star you could do that okay so I think Bill wants to walk up and be like so I don't want. I really like this axe. He pulls out his retribution axe, which Bill loves. But he's like, I'm never going to give you Halandra. And I'm wondering if I can pawn this axe to you and trade it for a morning plus one striking rune morning star. But when I'm done, I want that axe back. Does that retribution axe have striking on it? Uh, I I believe I added it. I think it's just plus one. Yeah, I don't think it initially did, but I'm pretty sure we added it. We added it. It's, it says this blade uh, is a plus one great axe. So either we added it or, or it. it was already. Yeah. Well, striking, right? Striking and potency are different. Oh, okay. So plus one is potency, and then striking adds the extra damage die to it. We might okay. not have put a striking rune we on it, because I know we put, put a striking on rune on the mall, and we put one on Holland. We might not have this. Yeah, we like, may have discussed it, but never did it. You know what? I should have that mall still then. If It's just not in my inventory, but I should still have it then. Um... Unless in some episode, I remember I dropped it in one episode, but I think I must have picked it up. I don't, I don't know why I wouldn't pick have it up. It. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he would allow you to like swap it for the seventy-five percent of the cost of the striking room because the retribution axe is a little bit more than just an axe with a potency rune on it. It's got some right. extra features. Okay, so I'll give you this axe and cover the rest of the difference. I just need a handy dandy morning star. Be about forty-five gold to get it. I definitely have that on me. Actually, I've, I don't, I haven't. I know we've split up the gold, but I don't have any like on my person. But I'm sure I have 45 on me, so I will remove 45 from the party loot. Perfect. Wow, it's going to make me do this one by one. Oh, here we go. Shift. Okay. <laughs> one gold coin. Two gold coins. <laughs> we still have over a thousand gold pieces in there. So yeah. So I will give. Uh, I will give the, the farrier my retribution axe and I'll kiss it. Mwah. I'm going to miss you, even though I haven't used you yet. I think I've used you once. But it's, but you know, it's it just, it's, we're not usually fighting one guy. Bill has this whole conversation with this axe in front of the, the, <laughs> of the farrier. We just don't usually fight one guy at a time. It's usually multiple and you're really good for like one-on-one combat. And I would take you this time, but I feel like I need one of my hands because you need two hands. William, I, I I don't really have time for this right now. If you do want to talk to the axe again, you can come back. But I do okay. have to get right okay. back to my regular job. You go to pull it, and he's like holding on tightly. Like he's not letting go of the axe. I'm gonna let it and, go. Uh, Open your fingers. It's not hard. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. It gives the axe over, and I will add a plus one morning star to my. Let me remove this attribution axe, and I will do that uh, in my own time. And you guys, you can continue. And Bill will take that, and then he is going to. Um, probably make his way to the crow's cask. Is that where we usually meet? I believe. Oh, uh, rowdy rockfish. Rowdy rockfish. So he'll probably he'll pick that up. Um, and start making his way towards there. Excellent. Malleus, your morning. Malleus wakes up out of his uh, slumber four hours earlier than everybody else, and spends some time studying out of his spell book, pairing some different spells that I can't necessarily go into mostly because I can't follow up my character sheet but they will be thematic and appropriate when the time arises I'm sure of it <laughs> in all seriousness Christian and I and, and, and Cam have also talked about spells that are uh, better for the Magus since the rework like ignition and things like that so probably preparing, uh, preparing spells like that excellent but otherwise I don't really think there's any items that Malleus wants to buy at the moment I'm sure there's plenty of things that Malleus could buy that'd be super great, but not that I can think of. Well, after the eventful last couple days you've had, the dawn of a new day full of new possibilities, 
and a new quest. Party gets ready to set out to investigate these multiple threads in front of them. The denizen of Lang, the the shattered past caused by Rin's actions, this devil Eurevian, all lays before them. We'll have to find out what path they choose when we come back next week. Bill's ready to fuck shit up. Man. I promise we'll go beat some shit next episode. (laughs) I'm ready to kill stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A little expedition. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.